You're a jacksicle, so you gotta go. <laughs> jacksicle. <laughs> he was. <laughs> And now, coming to you from the K2 Studios in San Diego, California, it's the world-famous Chris and Christine Show. Hey, what's happening, everybody? How you guys doing today? I am Chris. And I'm Christine, and welcome to the 29th episode of the Chris and Christine Show. do 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 the 29th episode fantastic thank you for joining us and thank you for listening to us today yep we're so excited to have you along on this journey with us and we are excited to launch into this week's episode and it is a fantastic episode because it is the beginning of birthday week yes christine has a birthday this wait this week yes are you sure it's friday wait First day of spring. Oh, this Friday is your birthday. Yes. But today being that it's Sunday, I guess the week does start on Sunday. I always think of the week starting on Mondays for some reason. It starts on Sunday. You're right, it does. Don't rob me of a day. I'm not going to, (laughs) but look look at the calendar. It does say Sunday is the first day of the week. So, So yes, being today is Sunday. Congratulations. It is a countdown. We have like an advent calendar for Christine's birthday. (laughs) I've, I've been telling Chris all day. It's my birthday week, actually, since like three days ago. And I was like, it's birthday week. And he, you asked me what was the question. It was like, is that a thing? Or yeah, something well, like, like that. What are you talking about? Is that a thing? <laughs> birthday week? I mean, I guess I heard of birthday month before. You know, you celebrate your whole month. Why don't we doing that? Let's do that. Uh, well, I have been. Thank you. I got all my... So this is the thing that I love about birthday month is that you start to get all of the freebies from all of the little different places. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it started off like March 1st and I got a coupon from Red Robin for a free hamburger. And well, there you go. Yes, I know. And then I still have a little gift gift I need to pick up from Ulta, which I'm hoping I'm going to be- now. That, me being a guy, Ulta, I believe, is the makeup and beauty supply chain That's correct. At the mall. It is at the mall, though, so I don't know if I will be making my way over there, but I would like to get my birthday gift. I just don't know if it's going to happen. You know what? Send me. I'll go get it for you. Oh, thank you. I have to be there in person. Well, how about I just wear like a cutout uh, face of you, <laughs> and I'll, I'll cover it by face as I walk in. And how about you just put me on a stick? On a stick? <laughs> and you're like, this is Christine. She's coming to get her birthday gift. <laughs> right, right. She wants her free, what is it, makeup? What do you got? I don't know. Sometimes it's like a little lipstick, or it's like a mascara or Is something. it free Free stuff they give you? Free for your birthday. So is it like the stuff you find like at the small little like 99 cent booth they have there? No. Not, not that I know, not that I go there all the time. No, because they don't have ninety nine cent things there. It's like normally in the five to ten dollar range. Oh, what? What? Yep. Wow. I know. And then I will hopefully get my free Starbucks, and I can go through the drive through and pick that up. And I'm just free figuring, Starbucks. Yes, I, I never get a free. Star- I never get that because you're not in the rewards club. Oh, you just have the gift cards, so you've got to actually like earn stars. You got to be part of the crew. Really? So you, how many stars equal a buck at Starbucks? Well. Uh, it doesn't work that way. It's oh. how many stars equal a free drink. Oh. And so it's like 25 increments. So every 25 stars you get like, uh, you can get dollars off of different things, but like certain amounts of money off. But 150 stars is a free drink, a premium beverage of your choice. Any size? Any size. Really? So, And your- I normally wait and like get like the fanciest one with my free stars. For your birthday Starbucks drink. For yes. your birthday... Special drink, 
just your birthday, uh-huh. what will it be? Ooh, that's a really great question. So I typically get, well, I don't go all the time. I go like once or two times, one or two times a week. And I have the same drink every one of those times. But, but no, on no, no. my birthday, For your birthday, you got to do something special. I, I know. I'm going to tell you. So my typical drink is I get a blonde roast skinny vanilla latte with an extra shot and two Splendas. And so that's like my basic everyday thing because it's not like over the top. But I'm thinking maybe like, I don't know, a caramel macchiato. What? I know. Calm down, girl. I don't, know. don't get crazy now. <laughs> Whoa. I know. I don't normally do like that much sugar in the morning because it's just so sweet and sugary. But maybe that. I do love anything like minty, not peppermint, but well, like the yeah. spearminty, like the like oh shamrock shakes don't get me started on those things those are my favorite are they are they out now right because next, yes. next week i believe is um st patrick's day right it's this week oh this week it's yeah, in whoa. two days in two days today's the 15th I, you know luckily for luckily for me i have my two uh green shamrock uh st patrick's day t-shirts that i wear every single st patrick's day that's wonderful i just normally carry around like a little turtle with me because they're green oh well how about a t-shirt that's uh, green with a green turtle on it well i don't have one of those (gasps) well maybe we have to get you one (laughs) well i don't know i think um i will probably be wearing something different this year but your mom did invite me over she sent me a text message and said fyi you're welcome to come over i'm making corned beef and cabbage on Tuesday St. and Patrick's you're welcome Day. to come over. I didn't know that she did that. I've actually never had corned beef and cabbage. I, you know what I have? And I'm not a big fan of that. It's very salty, and you know, like I mean, it's just not really my thing. I like I like the corned beef ta- uh, corned beef tacos they do at Hooli's at the restaurant bar. Uh, it's an Irish pub bar. There's two of them in San Diego. Okay, so I'm so confused. Corned beef tacos. Yes. Is that like carne asada tacos? Pretty much. It's but pretty, it's like mixing it's like the Irish corn, food with Mexican food? Exactly. It's like they take corn taco tortillas, like a corn taco, um, and, and they put the corned beef in there with the, all the goodies. They put the sauce. The sauce they put on there is kind of like a hollandaise kind of a drizzle sauce on top. It's really good. They're really good. It's, it's just like my only way I'll eat corned beef. <laughs> you got to sauce it up and put it in a taco, and I'm good to go. Oh, well, I am probably going to try some out that will be one of my few outings this week oh fantastic so christine what else has been going on around here well uh we the kids are out of school for five weeks oh my goodness they think it's like funsies and playtime and video games and playing outside and, and we had to burst that bubble real quick yes because christine happens to be an ex-teacher and not ex-teacher i'm all i'm still have my credential oh you I, do of course i do i'm well, an I meant administrator like you don't do it right now well i know but you made it sound like i got my teaching credential taken away like i'm like oh no you know, no some yeah. salacious background no 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 christine is expert in the field of education and schooling and teaching and all that stuff so she's a pro when it comes to schooling so christine volunteered to be the teacher for uh the boys. Well, I mean, not the teacher. Chris is going to do a lot of the instruction. Wait, but I, I am? Well, yes, because I have to work. But uh, he's going to lead with the boys and supporting them uh, with daddy homeschooling. <laughs> yeah, daddy daycare, daddy homeschooling. Teacher Chris is in the house. Yes, I'll he take, is. I need to get a ruler that I can whack on the table. I want a whacking ruler. You're like, whack, whack, whack. Get back to work. 
No, but we have been spending the weekend putting together lesson plans for the boys because while they're off for five weeks, only three weeks of that is school time and then it goes into their two-week spring break. Hey, but don't tell them that. Just keep them going. <laughs> we'll just keep rolling into, uh, until they go back to, back to school, you know? Yeah, but I, um, I'd put together some resources. Chris saw me putting the binders together for the boys today. And then um, I did this thing. I don't know if I told you, Chris, I shared it on Facebook with uh, my different friends. You know, I did see something on Twitter. Uh, I get a Twitter notice. Was that the same thing? Yeah, it's the same thing. But I posted it on Facebook and all of these moms and dads from around the state were like, thank you so much. And then uh, one mom reached out because I posted it for second and fourth grade. And she said, oh, do you have one for for first grade? And I was like, well, you could just take the second one and scale it down. But then I thought, oh, no, first graders are babies. Like they might need... They are? Like tiny. They just might need a little bit less. And so I threw something together for her. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. Now, how much are you charging everybody <laughs> to do this, Christine? I am not charging. I'm not going to make a profit off of anybody during especially this season where it's just about random acts of kindness to help one another get through a challenging season of life. Absolutely. Bravo. Bravo to you, Christine. You are, you are an angel. Thank you. You are a superhero angel helping the world out and helping uh, families one family at a time. I don't know what a lot of people are going to do, but you, you can just do what you can and everybody helps out in the ways they can. That's really what it is. We're just doing what we can. Everybody's seeing what gifts and talents they have that could be a blessing to others. And that's pretty much it. And so uh, we're going to talk about some fun things today, uh, really related to how to help one another get through and how to focus on kindness and joy. And we're going to get right into that right after this. Hey there, K2 crew. We love having you as our loyal listeners. To keep up to date with what's happening behind the scenes, check us out on social media. Yeah, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter. And don't forget to follow our Facebook page. Yeah, tag us in your favorite fun stories. And guess what? You might just end up on the show. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back, everybody. And today, Christine has some cool little topics for us to discuss, being uh, all things considered. And what you got today, baby? Well, we went back and forth, Chris, you and I, trying to think about what it is that could bring a little bit of levity, lightness to the current climate right now. I mean, we're not talking about exactly what's going on, but we all know. Yeah, hush, hush. Yeah, that there's stuff going on in the world. And so we decided that our first topic today is going to be around the five ways to help your partner during hard times and make them feel better. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, can I level eight on this? Can this be a little more than just a partner? Can it be like family expanded, like with kids and family and, sure. things, and things like that? Sure. I mean, so I wrote specific. these. Well, I pulled these from Elite Daily, and it's really around your partner. But I think that they apply to really anybody in your life. And oh, so, I would hope so. Yeah. And so just to kind of set a little context, I'd, I've had a couple of really low days over the last uh, part of the week. Yeah, and, she has everybody, really. And it's been a bit of uh, a struggle just in just all things considered, you know, lots of different things going on in the world. And I am a typically pretty positive person and haven't found myself being in that headspace lately. And so... I've had to lean on Chris as my partner to help me get through, and he's been such a champ. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we thought that, you know, there might be other people out there that their partner or themselves might be facing, you know, just a little bit of situational, uh, I don't want to say sadness, but just a little bit of 
you know, maybe some cloudy skies have kind of covered your typically sunshiny path. And so we want to... And it's, and it's raining out here right now. And it's been raining last week. And it looks like it's going to rain all next week. So yeah, I get that cloudy part real, real easily. Yes, I understand that. Right. And so we just have these five ways to help your partner... Um, feel better when they're going through a rough time. So are you ready for these, Chris? I am born ready, baby. Let's see what you got. Okay. Everybody take notes. So no matter what might be happening, you know, we've all been down at some point in our lives and during these hard weeks and months or years, knowing that somebody's there for us is really important. And so we have this list of five things. And the first one is if your partner's down and you don't know how to lift their spirits, Yeah. Yeah. feed them. What? <laughs> Feed them what? Good, Feed them. Good news? Sometimes it's just the basic necessities. Oh, it's about food itself. Yeah. Feed them because sometimes the basic necessities are just even hard to be able to think you know, about. If you are really stressed out and you're really not feeling that well, let me tell you, eating is kind of the last thing people do. You right. Know, you know what I'm saying? They really are like so stressed out. Like I've been stressed out. My weight has really fluctuated a lot when I was stressed or or whatever. And it's always been when I change jobs or change careers or change uh, work shifts or, or schedules or, or, or house when I move or any that kind of or any of that kind of stuff. Very stressful times too would make me not eat. And um, yeah, I get what you're saying. How how it's hard to even like make food or, or prepare food when you're so stressed out you don't even think about it so right sometimes you resort to eating crummy food and that just has a whole other slippery slope where you're eating junk food right or sugary or carb-filled food because it's easy and it's accessible and so sometimes just feeding them and like you said I think this extends beyond your partner it extends to family too is when they're going through a hard time. I mean, if you think about it, when somebody goes through loss, when they're grieving the loss of a family member, what does everybody do for them? Bring them food? Exactly. They bring them food. And I think it's because... Like carrots and cake. I mean, sorry, cakes and like... uh, And casseroles. Casseroles. And, and, you know, things... Soup and things like that. Yeah. I got to tell something about Christine real quick here. (laughs) little side story. Christine, this is what she did. I couldn't believe she did this. Because a lot of people don't do this here in the city where we live. Is that she cooked dinner for us. Was it a stew or something? Or a soup or a stew? And she actually uh, boxed up some in a Tupperware or, or a bowl or something or a tray or some sort. And she actually hand delivered it without even notice or even uh, calling ahead. She walked over to the next door neighbor's house. The older people live next door and she hand delivered them food and knocked on their door. They felt very appreciative. Christine's an excellent cook and they were very appreciative of you, Christine. And they told me that many times and it was a very, very sweet thing for and you to do. And this was like a month or two ago. This was, right. you know, bef- a, like a while ago, a right. while ago. And I, I was kind of shocked. Like you're doing, she said she was walking across the street and bringing food over <laughs> to the neighbors for dinner. I'm like, what? Did you call them at least? Did, you t- did they even know you're even coming over? That's kind of weird. No one does that. And she did that. She said that's where she does, you know. And that's funny that you say nobody does that because that's the way that I grew up is that you feed your people. And it's not like you overfeed them, but it's food is that basic necessity. And in education, we talk about this thing called Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And it's like food and shelter are the most fundamental needs that need to be fulfilled right? before you can get to all the way up that hierarchy, which is like love and belonging. And so... I think that this goes to say that when your partner is struggling, sometimes they might need those most basic needs to be met, just like food. 
Oh. And I mean, this this happened to us earlier this week when I was really low. And Chris was like, let me help you. What do you need? I'm going to take you to go get your oil changed and let me get you lunch. What do you want? And all I wanted was a Taco Bell bean burrito. <laughs> and it, it, seriously, and, he, you know, it might have seemed so funny, but that was something that growing up, it was like my mom would take us to go get bean burritos, Taco Bell when we were out and shopping. And I just needed something familiar and something that reminded me of simpler, easier times. And so we just sat there in this old school inside looking Taco Bell. It still had those old colors of Taco Bell inside on the little booths, like that pinkish, greenish color. Right, right. And we just sat there and had Taco Bell bean burritos. And I'll tell you, I felt a million times better even though it wasn't the healthiest lunch. <laughs> not really. Not really. It was pretty quick, too. It's so funny. That Taco Bell, I know they were slow that day. They only had like two customers in the whole place. But I literally, before I put my wallet away after paying, our food was already like, here you go. Here's your food. Right. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was like ultra fast. Like, yeah. that's almost too fast yeah. to be trusted. But anyways, All what right. you got, babe? So number two is, after feed them, is be there for them when they need to talk. Oh, yeah, I get that because one person is going to be very upset about something. Uh, a lot of stuff's going to be on their mind, and you're going to be there to listen and support. The other person's going to be ranting a lot, and you're going to have to really kind of like suck it up, Buttercup. <laughs> and well, you're so funny. I'll be serious here. <laughs> they got to like listen, you know, and they got to like uh, respect what you have to say. No matter how crazy it may sound at the time, you got to like, oh, I'm sorry, babe. <laughs> I'm so sorry you stubbed your toe on that thing. <laughs> Okay, so real story. Last night, uh, Chris and I were just winding down and he was talking about podcasting stuff and I was getting really agitated. And he was like, why are you getting so agitated? I was like, I just want to talk about something other than podcasts. And it wasn't like he hadn't even talked about it all day long, but I just needed to talk. And he was like, "What? what is going on? I mean, Chris, you said something like... Um, are you, are you all right? You kind of sound crazy right now. Wait, I said you're crazy? You, you didn't say I was crazy. You were like, are you all right? Do you yeah, remember you, that? Yes, of course I remember that. You, you, I was like, hey, what's wrong? Are you okay? You're acting weird. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's what you said. You're acting weird. And what it really came down to is I just needed to talk and I didn't have the words to be able to say that I needed to talk. But thank you, Chris, for giving me the space and just being there when I needed to talk, even though it sounded weird and maybe like a little bit of nonsense at the time. No. <laughs> nonsense. What are you talking about? <laughs> I Sure. Yeah. Okay. But thank you for that. Okay. Number, no problem. Number three on the list. Encourage them not to give up. Don't give up, babe. <laughs> never gave up. Uh, like, like uh, was it Rose and Jack on Titanic? I'll yeah. never let go. And then she lets go. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a, you're a Jacksicle, so you got to go. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I can't even with you. You're too much. Well, okay. Encourage them never to give up. Encourage them never to give up. And sometimes it's just that words of encouragement that you see them, you see their hard work and they can keep going. Or they get frustrated a lot too. You know, my kids, especially Jacob, it gets very, very frustrating. He's trying to put a Lego piece together, a Lego set, and it falls apart or he's trying to do something like whatever it may be. He's very creative as he showed us tonight, his little movie trailer he made on his phone. So he's very creative and very artistic. So he tries to make stuff and show it off, but it doesn't go off always the same the way he wants. And he gets very frustrated. You got to tell him, don't give up. Just keep on going. Don't give up. And I guess the same thing goes for your partner, too. If your partner is stuck 
doing whatever they're doing and they can't they get frustrated because we all get frustrated right and so then number four is to help them come up with a game plan and i think that goes along with encouraging them not to give up is one of those ways that they get through it is when they have a plan right right of course so like i guess if if you're encouraging them to not give up and you say hey maybe you can help them come up with an alternative solution to whatever problem persists in front of them. Yeah, because sometimes when you're faced with those really hard times, you feel like there's no way out. This is never going to end. And it feels like full of doom and gloom. And sometimes when you have that other perspective, it helps you to lift up and realize, wait, this is just a season. And there really is another way to navigate through this. And it isn't as hopeless or as... (laughs) impending doom feeling as you think it is and it's also good to have another set of eyes to kind of see things from a different angle because when you see things if you're in the it's like if you're in the bottom of a pit and you fell down a trench and you're at the bottom all you're seeing is just dirt and mud and and the walls but the person at the top of the trench might be like hey i think if you just reach over and grab that little branch right there you might be able to climb out right and the person's like down there doesn't see at the bottom of the well you Mm -hmm. know or whatever it may be so Another set of eyes to help you get through whatever it may be could help and probably will help. Oh my gosh, you totally made me think of this. It's like one of my favorite videos and it's by this author. Her name is Brene Brown and she has this video on YouTube and it's about empathy and she literally has that visual, Chris, where it's like this little animal has fallen into a pit and feels like they can't get out oh really and this other creature comes down and is like i'm gonna get down here with you and let's figure this out together and if we can't then i'm gonna sit here with you until you feel like you're strong enough to get out of the pit and so like that concept that you just said is part of like this one of the most viewed videos on YouTube. And I had not seen that at all, by the way, everybody. I just made that up just now. But, so, But that's know. perfect. I mean, it goes along with this uh, empathy video by Brene Brown. And so if you're struggling or if you have a friend or colleague that's struggling, watch the video and it'll help you. And also to the friend out there who wants to give out advice, you should not really kind of sugarcoat it. You should really kind of tell them, well, this is what we have to do. Because some people do is they'll like... Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I, I get that, right? But you got to come with a realistic plan on how to get them out of what the situation is. It may be difficult. You got to you got to suck it up, you know, and you have to do some hard things and they they're going to be there to support you, but you have to be ready and willing to take on the hard work if that's what it takes. Right. As long as you're willing to take the advice, then sometimes you do have to just face it. You can do hard things, friends. And be, you can do and be honest. You got to be honest with the people. You know, be honest whatever your situation is because if they're there to help you, they're going to need to know how to help and what to do to help you. Because if you say, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine, but you're really not fine, um, then nobody's going to be able to help you at all. Right. And I will say that that's one of the things in our relationship that we continue to work on is Chris is always very, very honest with me, especially in situations when things look really tough, he's going to tell me, yeah, this is a really tough situation. And we're going to like, you're going to have to get through it. And there's times where I just don't want to hear that it's a hard situation. Wait, wait, are you talking about my situation? Or no, yours? my situation. Like you're like, you Christine, this really sucks. And you're you can do this, this, this and this. And um, sometimes it's really hard to hear that. But having, See, exactly what I'm saying. but having that person in your life that's going to always be honest with you, then you know that no matter what they say to you, that it's always coming from a place of honesty. And so Honesty and trust. Yep. Those are big things. Absolutely. And then number five on our list, the way the fifth way to help your partner during hard times and make them feel better is to make more time for them. Now what is it what do they mean by that exactly? 
Well, I think that it's being able to step aside from the hustle and bustle of life and to be able to slow down. And I know that that's not always possible for everybody, but there's those times when you need to not rush through or rush somebody through their emotions and you just need to like slow down and sit with them in that space. And maybe they do need somebody to just hug them while they cry or somebody to just sit there and validate that, yeah, this is a really tough situation and I'm just going to sit here with you and let you feel it. I'm not going to fix it. Um, Or maybe it's just that person needs a little bit of time to sit alone together and have quality time with you. I mean, right. Yeah. It could be like, like also you could feel like, like you're going through something stressful and you kind of want to share it with the other person, but you feel like the other person doesn't have time to even hear you. So you kind of like, like, um, I want to, I don't feel, I don't feel up to myself right now, but you want to share that with the other person. But you tell me, you try to call the other person. They're like, dude, it ain't right time right now. I'm so busy. I got this and this and that to do. I got to go, you know? And before you can even say anything, they're gone. Right. What they're trying to say is probably if you're the person that's always busy and someone does call with kind of a situation and you can tell, you can kind of tell if there's something serious that they, that's pending on their, on their right. mind. You probably should take a moment to really hear them out and and try to help them if you can, you know, right. or at least hear them, you know. Right. And so even if it's if this is your partner, then sometimes it means setting up structures, code words or things like that that help the other person know that you need them right then. Like for Chris and I, we talk and I'll say, hey, I really need to talk with you right now. Do you have a minute? And I, wait, I say that. Or you say, I say that. To I, you always think, I always think we talk. Yeah, like, like on the phone because yeah. I'm trying. I get texting thumb. You know what that is? It's where you right. text all kinds of random crap, and you're just like trying to text, and you're like, "Oh, this isn't going to be coming out right." I just call her. If it's easier, I can just call her because if I call her, I can just talk and just spit it all out. Yeah, but if I get a text from Chris that says, "Can we talk?" Whatever I'm doing, I step away because I know that it's something that he needs to talk with me about that's on his mind. It doesn't always mean that it's negative. But it's me making time for him. You'd be like, hey, honey, uh, where did I put my sweater at? <laughs> no, it's not to- normally like that. But um, but just that fifth way to show up for your partner when they're going through hard things is to make more time for them. And that's our list that we have. Yes, it is. And we got one more thing for you guys. You know we do. Coming to you right after this. Hey, guys, what's up? It's the J-Boy Show. I'm Ezekiel. And I'm Jacob. And I'm Mason. And don't forget to listen to our new uh, podcast on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe. It's a lot of fun. Yes, it is. We and talk about sports, motors, engines, and all kinds of stuff. And like YouTubers. Stuff and YouTubers. So don't forget to subscribe and listen in every Sunday. All right. And keep moving forward. Keep forward. Forward. And welcome back, everybody. We have a second set of hot topics for you tonight. And this one is very time appropriate as many of us across the country are facing a new work environment for the next couple of weeks. We thought that it would be really helpful to help share some tips on how to keep your sanity when you're working from home. Right, Chris? You know, I've always wanted a job where you can work from home directly. I thought that was the coolest thing ever. I hear people that work from home, like, oh, I work from home, or I work from home three days a week or whatever it may be. I thought that was the coolest thing ever because 
really, when you work from home, you are you really working from home? You're really working. You know, you're probably just like, I'm gonna watch uh, Prices Right. No, no. Coffee, and then, oh, what's on? What's on the next? Oh, oh, my oh, soaps are on. Oh, I gotta watch this. See, that is a very big misconception about people that work no, from not. home or work remotely. Yes, it is, and. You know, there are a number of us that are having to make that adjustment for the current context. And I think it's different right now, though, because it's not like working from home and you can go work from a coffee shop. It's really working in in your home. Right. And if you have a really big house, a really nice big house, kind of like this place here, not to brag, but kind of like this place here, working from home, it doesn't feel so bad because you're so right. spread out and you kind of can stretch your legs a little bit. Imagine if you had like a small little studio or something. That would be like stir crazy. Quite possibly. And so Chris is going to take us home with this fabulous list. So I got a list of things here on how tips to avoid going stir crazy when you are working from home, that is. Yep. Okay, and the number one thing to do, or uh, I guess uh, number one thing on this list is, it says that one thing you should do, I think you should do this thing every day, regardless <laughs> yeah. if you're working from home or not, and that is shower and get dressed in the morning. Now, who does not do that? Ugh, gross. Well, I guess there's some people that, like you were saying, if they have kind of gotten settled into working from home oh, that they might just, day every day right huh? they might lounge around and you know maybe later in the day get dressed but i think that especially if you're a professional getting up getting showered well, don't put, and like, getting suit dressed. and tie on they'll get all like dressed with a suit and tie and slacks and like i'm gonna sit in my own office at work at home no but and- but still getting dressed and being you know showing up as a professional for your job is important well here's the thing i would do i would say get dressed to the point where you would go out to the store like but there are some people they don't give a rip they'll go to the store with their pajamas and their furry unicorn slippers and not even care why are you good why are you calling me out like that Oh, my furry I, oh, unicorn slippers. Sorry, sorry. Uh, X that. We'll, we'll do, don't worry. We'll, we'll take that out and post. Don't worry about that part. Okay. So, um, but yeah, definitely shower. I think what it means is if you get showered and dressed, you kind of get motivated to actually do something. And if you are in pajamas and a robe all day, you just don't want to do anything. You're just comfy, lazy, not even showered, just cereal in front of the couch watching TV. Trust me, I've done that. And you're just not even, you know, you know what I'm saying, Christian? Why are you looking at me yeah, like that? No, I'm, I'm hearing you. Okay. I'm hearing you. Yep. Okay. Okay. So get dressed, get showered. Okay. The next thing on this list is it says here, wait, I'm kind of confused by this one. It says, pretend like you have a commute, make your coffee and make your breakfast and get yourself ready for the work day. Now it's probably kind of ties in with number one a little bit, but they're taking another step further, probably saying that if you have to leave the house and say... I don't know, seven or eight or whatever it is. Pretend that you're going to do that, but don't leave the house. Right. Yeah. I think that's exactly what it's saying because I think when people work from home, they can tend to get, like you said, really lax and not necessarily keep to their hours. But let's be real people. You're a professional and you're getting paid to show up for a job. And so keeping those professional hours is really important. And here, this list is about avoiding going stir crazy. And I think what one of the things that tends to happen, I see this on um, Instagram with a lot of the influencers, and they've been commenting about this is when you do work from home, and your job is very media related, it's easy to get into this work all the time, or, you know, pick it up at any time of the day. And so you tend to blur your personal and your work life because really? you're working in your home. And so people actually will find themselves working more because 
it's I your, think the opposite. I think it worked less. No, but I'm, I'm telling you from what I'm noticing. And again, it's social media, so it's not always 100% accurate, but there's not necessarily the work-life break. And so pretending like you have the commute starting at a specific work time and ending and honoring that on the clock, off the clock is really important to keep your sanity so that you don't go stir crazy because you could end up working hours and hours and hours and never getting out to like do anything at the end of the day. Well, here's the thing I understand. You said it says pretend like you have a commute, but you don't have a commute. Now, what if you have like a really long commute? Like normally it takes an hour to get to work, right? So now you got an hour free that you can do whatever you want with, right? Well, you could use that time in the morning to, let's say, uh, do yoga or like uh, read the newspaper, catch up on current events, um, listen to a podcast while hey, you're there you go. while you're doing some professional writing, and then get into your work day, and then you're in your flow. And I think like my commute is that getting myself mentally prepared for work. And so as I find myself over the next several weeks going to be working remotely, um, this is one of those things where I'm going to keep to my schedule getting up at the same time. I'm going to have that chunk of time where maybe I do some professional reading or I do some studying for my schooling or writing on my dissertation. And then when the clock starts at 8 a.m. I'm on the clock and I'm keeping with my schedule for the entire work day. That is fantastic. That That's what you should be doing, everybody. Well, oh, by the way, when you clock out, do you just like, okay, honey, I'm home. Okay, I'm going to go home. <laughs> okay, honey, I'm home. <laughs> or do you have like a, a decompression time? I don't know. I mean, I think it depends on every person. You might need a little bit. And what do, you, what do you do when you have to go to the bar after work? You're stressed out. I'm going to go to Cheers and get my, get my uh, beer on. And you're like, okay, let's go to the fridge. <laughs> Well, I think that's what they're saying here is like you can get stir crazy because if you're already home, it's hard for people to want to leave home. But especially with our current environment where you really aren't going to be able to go out and uh, be as socially involved, it's really important to have some of those boundaries in place. Okay. And the number three thing on this list we have here, it says... Find some work from home buddies and set up a Zoom coffee date within with them one to two times per week. Now, this must be like a FaceTime group chat, Zoom or Skype or any of those kind of things, right? Yeah. So Zoom is a video conferencing platform. You could do FaceTime, but if there are individuals that are from your same organization, then setting up a, a Zoom coffee date to catch up to be able to interact with people. How many people? We, we've done Zoom. We've done Zoom on this podcast before. Right. Now, uh, the question I have, I've only used it a few times. It's like a webcam thing. Can you do multiple people at the same time? 100%. I do my doctorate online, and this is what we do. And I absolutely love the fact that I have like 25 or 30 classmates on a Zoom conference call, and we can have little chats between us. Um, just to check in with one another. But also I can get four or five of my close work friends together and just say, hey, let's collaborate on a project that we're working on. Let's set up a Zoom call. We'll make sure we have a cup of coffee, spend a couple minutes catching up, get right into work and do some networking together. And so it allows you to stay connected with people so that you don't feel like you're just by yourself all day long. Now, Zoom, I see, I've never done the multiple person zoom when you when you somebody starts talking does the camera kind of just go to them on the full screen or how's it work uh, i think on uh other services do that i think 
Like if the person's talking, it'll like be the full screen on that person, and then that person starts. The other person starts talking. It's full screen on that person. Yeah, it just depends. Like if you're sharing something else on your screen, like if you're sharing a document, then everybody's oh, in little different. tiles yeah. on the oh, side. Well, I'm assuming. Say you're not. Using, say you're not sharing anything. Yeah. Say it's just like you're just all talking. Now, if I'm talking, there's three of us, I'm talking, you're talking, and person three's talking, um, it just goes to whoever's talking, it shows that person's Not screen. necessarily. On Zoom, you can set it up in what they call is tiles. And oh, so okay. it has everybody in equal sizes. And so it's a grid where you get to see whoever you're hanging out with. And then it, there's just like a little yellowish or green um, perimeter around their picture around so that you know who's talking at what time. But um, yeah, it's just a fun opportunity to be able to get everybody together. We call them in school the Brady Bunch tiles because oh, it's yeah. kind of like it looks like Brady totally. Bunch. Totally. Yeah. I was thinking that or maybe like Hollywood Squares. Yeah, or, <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, Jeopardy or that kind of stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the next one we got here, it says, number four, establish multiple locations in your home where you can do work. Now, if you have a very small place like a studio apartment, there's not a lot of places you can do work. And it, it depends what your job is, but... Um, what do they really mean by that, Christine? I think that it's about, cause the, this list is about not going stir crazy. And I think if you just have one place where you're working, then oh, it can right. feel really monotonous. And so like for me, if I was only going to be working from the desk in the spare bedroom and looking out at that, that hey, same hey, window, you got a view, you got a view of the ocean. I mean, who can complain about that? You know, I mean, you got a desk facing the ocean. Yeah, granted, there's a, a few miles in between, but uh, <laughs> but if that was the only place that I was working, and you know, we have a desk out on the landing, so if the house was quiet, I could move positions and go out there. Um, if it happened to be a little bit of a sunnier day, then I could set up out on the back patio to do a little bit of work for a few minutes to get some fresh air. Um, I think that's what it's all about is changing. Well, you your also scenery. have a Wi-Fi computer that's wireless Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. High tech people. She has a wireless computer. Can you believe that? It, <laughs> does, so it doesn't even need to be plugged in to, do, to operate. <laughs> Crazy times. You're such a nut. Like my old school dinosaur thing here. It's getting cranked up and plugged in. But um, but if you have like seriously, if you have like a desktop computer like I've got, you have to be stationed in one spot. And especially if it's your desk, right? And everything's in one spot. You kind of there. So I think maybe. If you have other things you can do, maybe you got a portable device, an iPad, a phone or something, and you could read an email on that sitting in your comfy chair somewhere else, maybe, you know? Quite possibly, yeah. Like drink, while drinking coffee, you know, possibly. Not saying that's what we do every morning, but that's what we do every morning, <laughs> pretty much. Okay, so... Uh, <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> I see what the next one is on the list. Oh, okay. okay number five. Now, this one's very important. It's something that I do religiously, so um, I guess I'm breaking the rules here. But it says here, number five, never do work on the toilet. <laughs> Listen, I do multiple works on the toilet. You know oh, hey, 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 that's TMI, <laughs> TMI. You know, I'm constantly doing work on the toilet. You <laughs> no, know? but I think on this article, what it was talking about. Oh, it's talking about actually homework, work, work, yeah, not something else. It's oh, talking I'm sorry. about like... Don't take like don't be responding to work emails while you're you know taking care of personal business and I think that that's all about again giving yourself a mental break because it goes back to that blurring of the work home oh yeah say hey boss I'm taking five to use the bathroom okay, okay. right 
Yeah. Like when you're at work, you t- you step away from your desk and you go and you use the restroom. Yeah, you don't bring your laptop in the toilet with you. Exactly. Or do you? I don't no. know. And so like nobody's going to expect you to be taking your phone to the restroom and responding to emails. So you've got to make sure to have those sacred times where you're able to step away, take care of business, go back to work. Um, but just make sure that it's not too frequent. Cause again, we're going back to the making sure that you're being a professional and preserving your work hours. But this is all about in this specific season of life, not going stir crazy when you're working from home. Exactly. And by the way, I do believe this list does pertain to those who have a computer office type of a job because some certain jobs you can't do from home, right. like my job. Right. You know, so you kind of have to, this is, you know. I mean, most people have office type jobs and they do have laptop type jobs and uh, email type. I call I call email office jobs, you know, where you're answering (laughs) emails and you're in the office. Right, right. And so uh, we just hope that this is a good reminder to you all that might be finding yourself in a little bit of a different work pattern over the next several weeks to remember that there are options for you to keep your sanity while working remotely and just make sure to take care of your own mental health and make sure to connect with others throughout this entire journey and know that you're not alone. Right, Chris? Absolutely. And on that note, we are going to enter into our new section we just came up with just now on the fly. (laughs) Our new section is called Hot Shout Outs. (laughs) Shout Out Central, right? That's a good one. We'll call that one too. Shout Out Central. Now, a first shout out goes to, oh, I'm sorry. Christine's taking it? Oh, she's she's giving the lead? Okay, Christine, go right ahead. So we have a new country that came online and it is a new listener from a little town called Muncie, Austria. Fun fun fact about this town, Chris. You ready for it? Yeah, what you got? So the church, the cloister church that is in Muncie, Austria, was the scene from the movie The Sound of Music. No way. Which just happens to be my absolute favorite movie of all time. What? And I saw this and I about died. Wow, that is crazy. Yes. So that person who's listening in Muncie, Austria. Muncie, Austria. We want you to take a picture of that church, <laughs> do a selfie in front of it, and send it our way email. You yes. got our, our email. It's on the, the details page of this podcast. Yep, Chris and Christine podcast at gmail.com. That is it. Yep. Well, that's fantastic. Yep. And then we had a new listener from Cloquet, Minnesota also. Cloquet, what's happening? Hey, Cloquet. Hey, well, thank you for listening to us. We really appreciate you. Yeah, who else did we have listening this week, Chris? Well, actually, we have a special shout out to a VIP listener by the name of Joan, who is a flight attendant, and she's a loyal listener. Oh, we love Joan, and I love that she leaves little Instagram comments on our K2 Show San Diego Instagram page and on our profile just to let us know what she loves about the podcast. Thank you, Joan, for listening listening to us. And by the way, tell your friends, too. I'm sure they can listen, too. So, and the next city we got here is a shout out. We got San Luis Obispo, California. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you. San Luis Obispo, also referred to as slow. It is? Why? Yep. S-L-O, San Luis Obispo, slow. Oh, I didn't even think about that. (laughs) Yeah, that's how they call it. (laughs) Really? I had no idea. No idea. Okay, and the next one on our list of uh, shout out cities we got is Atwater, Ohio. Woo, woo. To our... You are at of water. At water. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate you for listening. Tell your friends and tell your neighbors. Listen to our show, our podcast. Mm -hmm. We really appreciate you and every single listener out there. We appreciate all of you. And on that note, 
We will be back for more fun coming to you next week, and we will see you guys then. Have a fantastic week, and be safe, and love each other, and you know the rest. We'll see you guys later. Remember this week that life is too short to wake up in the morning with regret. So love the people who treat you right, forget about the ones who don't, and believe that everything happens for a reason. If you get a chance, take it. If it changes your life, let it. Nobody said that it would be easy. They just promised it would be worth it. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Chris. And I'm Christine. And until next week, keep moving forward. <laughs>